This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There is a space between reality and fantasy, between light and dark, between rational and irrational. In this space, there are stories. This story is called In Them Trees. To him who is in fear, everything wrestles. Roger sat at the end of the long counter, right where he could see his truck through the window of the diner. The truck was old and the paint peeled off in spots where the rust got to it. Roger was not bothered. He loved his truck and drove it for many years. He stared at it now, old and trusty, and took a sip of his coffee. The warmth of it spread into his chest over his body, and Roger craved something else, something more satisfying. He looked up from his coffee and turned to the waitress behind the counter. What pies do you have today? The young woman blew a bubble of gum and turned to him. She never even really looked up at Roger, but instead busied herself with the plates she was clearing away. A man in an old sports coat stood up and was heading towards the door. The bell above the door chimed when he exited. Blueberry and apple. Just the two today. The young woman replied. Fresh? Yeah, they're fresh. Just baked them this morning. I'll have the apple pie with a slice of cheddar on top. Sharp cheddar. Melted. Roger said and felt his mouth start to water. It was his favorite thing, a slice of sharp cheddar cheese on an apple pie. Something about the sweet and salty. That strange combination that worked so well. You should try the cherry pie sometime. A man in a cheap blue suit and big black glasses leaned over him. His mouth was greasy, and he had a giant half-eaten hamburger on the plate in front of him. I come in here a lot, and I love that cherry pie, the man said and wiped his mouth with a napkin. I'd get it today, but they don't have it. Not much of a cherry man myself, Roger admitted. Too tart. The man in the blue suit and large glasses scoffed. "Eh, Suit yourself, pal. God, I love that cherry pie. They make the best pies here. I suppose they do, Roger agreed. He stared at the man, narrowed his eyes, trying to recognize his face. Say, I think we've met before, haven't we, pal? Nah. The man in the blue suit and black glasses smiled and shook his head. You just saw me in the mats, Morgan Insurance. He stopped chewing and smiled, striking a pose as if to prove that it was indeed him from the ads. You recognize me? Oh, yeah. Roger sat back and stared at the man with contemplation. Yeah, I think I saw those. He paused as if thinking about what to say next. 
So you are Morgan. Now, the other man took his burger and studied it greedily in his hands. That's the other guy. I'm Tomsky, his partner, but you know, he took a bite of his burger and chewed slowly. Tomsky ain't such a catchy name as Morgan is, the man said, his mouth full. We just say Morgan Insurance and and that's it. The man proceeded to chew his burger, enjoying it as if it was the last bite of his last meal. Meanwhile, Roger looked away. He eyed the waitress as she continued to blow bubbles of gum and continued to neglect his order. Roger cleared his throat, hoping she would look in his direction and remember the slice of apple pie with a slice of cheddar cheese on top. But she paid him no attention. Irritated, he cleared his throat again and noticed that his coffee could use a refill as well. What line of work are you in, pal? Tomsky was done chewing his burger and turned to Roger. Roger moved his gaze slowly away from the waitress and peered into Tomsky's red, satisfied face. I'm a... I'm a log peeler down at the lumber yard there. A log peeler? Tomsky sounded amused. Gotta tell you, I've lived here, well... Long enough. Never met a log peeler before. What type of work is that? You peel the bark off the trees that come in. Roger answered with a straight face. What kind of guy couldn't figure out a job like that? It was just like it sounded. It was exactly like it sounded. He didn't really want to make conversation with Tomsky. His coffee was cold, and where the heck was his pie? This was all very irritating. He shifted in his seat and put his coffee cup down with a little bit of force. It clinked on the counter, and the waitress finally looked up in his direction. A moment later, Roger saw her pull the slice of apple pie out of the rotating display case and set it at the kitchen window, presumably to be warmed and cheddared. You like the insurance business? Roger asked Tomsky without looking at him, but he could feel him chewing savagely right there next to him. Before Tomsky could respond, the bell chimed above the door and both men, as well as the waitress, looked at whomever happened to enter. It was Gordon, a local man, someone perpetually down on his luck, someone who hung around outside all day and only rarely happened to actually go anywhere. Whatever money Gordon had to sustain himself was eagerly spent on booze and cigarettes. Nobody knew where Gordon lived or how he lived, but he did not seem to be homeless. Roger always assumed that Gordon lived off of a disability check or something of the sort. Hey, fellas. Gordon addressed the room. Fellas, I just saw something, and it it just ain't right. Ain't right, I'm telling you. His voice was quiet, and it quivered slightly. Gordon seemed to be struggling with something. Ain't right, he repeated. The waitress looked him up and down. She folded her arms at her chest, and her young, thin face looked determined. I told you just the other day, we don't have old food. If you want to eat, you have to pay like everyone else. Don't make me call the cook now. Gordon waved his arms. No, no. No, it's it's not that. No. He declared in motion to the door. I've seen something. He confided to the group in front of him. What did you go and see now? The waitress smirked. She rolled her eyes slightly and looked at Roger. Your pie should be right out, she said with a smile. Can you top me up? 
Roger held up his cup. The waitress nodded and moved away to get the pot. What? You don't believe me? Gordon approached the counter where the two men sat and stood between them. I'm telling you, all. I have seen something out there. He motioned outside again. In them trees. Roger could smell the stale scent of booze and cigarette smoke that clung to Gordon's clothes. There was something else, too. The scent of an unwashed man. Roger turned from him, irritated that Gordon was standing so close, ruining his afternoon. What is it you saw? Tomsky partially turned to face Gordon. He finished his burger and was wiping the grease off his face with a crumpled, dirty napkin. The waitress cut in as she poured Roger's coffee. He always sees this or other. Only it all disappears once Gordon here sobers up a little. No, it's not like that. Gordon insisted. He stepped back and turned to the door, pointing at the window with his dirty finger. You see, I was out there, walking, and I saw a dog sniffing at that patch there. Right there. You see those trees there? By the road? Tomsky nodded, but nobody else made a sound. They were all looking at the patch of trees by the side of the road. It was an ordinary landscape. So ordinary, in fact, that most of them had forgotten the trees were even there, hardly noticed it anymore. I was walking down the road there, and I turned, and that thing came out of one of them trees. I thought at first that it was a branch or something that fell, but no, it was still, it was still attached. And it moved. Gordon paused because he was out of breath. His excitement and anxiety, they were real and believable. Then it just lashes forward and grabs that dog so fast. I, I jumped. One, one moment, there's a dog there and another, nothing. No dog. What was that about a dog? A big, bald man came out of the kitchen. He walked slowly towards the counter and wiped his hands on a large towel. You say something happened to a dog out there? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you all. Gordon stepped closer to the man and nodded his head. I'm telling you, I'm not lying or anything, but there was a dog there and then something, something in them trees came out and grabbed it. The large man narrowed his eyes and studied Gordon. My lady was out there earlier. Are you telling me that something happened to my lady? I don't know whose dog that was. Gordon backed away defensively. The large man turned to the waitress. You seen lady? The waitress shrugged. I fed her out back about an hour ago. She's around. The large man turned and headed back to the kitchen. The group at the counter heard him open the back door and call out in his sharp voice. Lady! Lady! Over here, girl! There was silence and nobody dared say anything, waiting for the sound of a dog. But the sound never came. A moment later, the large man exited through the back door. I just fed her and she was fine just a bit ago. She's always hanging around outside. The waitress explained apologetically, as if it was somehow her fault the dog was not out there. What kind of dog is it? Tomsky asked. I, I don't know. I, I think it was a mix of things. I, I don't know. 
The bell above the front door chimed again and the large bald man entered. He was frowning. I can't find Lady. She always comes when I call. I told you, Gordon said triumphantly. Didn't I say that thing grabbed a dog? It's in them trees over there. Now don't be funny with me. The big man towered over Gordon. What did that dog look like? Um, I don't know. I didn't get a good look. It all happened so fast. This is nonsense, Roger declared. I've worked with trees my whole life, and I can tell you there is not one thing that goes by such a description. Have any of you ever heard of something like that? Have you ever heard of something like that? Yeah, that sounds a bit crazy to me, Tomsky admitted. A little made up, he chuckled. But I wouldn't mind checking those trees out. What do you think? What did you do with Lady? The large, bald man stepped closer to Gordon, who moved slowly backwards, suddenly terrified. Me? Me? What? Why, why would I want something with your dog? What's that dog to me? I was just walking. I remember you. The large man put his thick arms on his hips. Yeah, you were the one that came by the other day asking for food. That was him. The waitress confirmed. The large man furrowed his brow. You were upset we didn't give you no food, so you went and decided to take a revenge on me, didn't you? What did you do to Lady? The big man's anger was rising, and his face was getting increasingly red. Well, hold on. Roger stood up and approached the large man. We don't know for sure if it was Gordon who did anything. Maybe Lady is still around? How well did you look? Well enough. Maybe something else happened. And this guy here, maybe this guy here had a few earlier. And he thought he saw something funny, but it really was something else. Something else entirely, Tomsky offered. Why don't we... Nah, that's probably what happened, Roger interrupted. Gordon, Gordon here always sees something funny. Maybe there was something else that happened, just like Tomsky said. Look at him. Look at Gordon. Does he look like the kind who would hurt an animal? and then come in here to tell you about hurting the animal. The big bald man considered it, then relaxed a little, partially satisfied with the explanation. All right, he replied. Where is Lady, then? You may need to go look for her, pal, Tomsky said. The big man slowly took off his apron and turned to the waitress. I won't be long. Take your time. You want some help? Roger was already standing and ready to go. He had seen Lady wander around this place many times before. She was a good, friendly dog, and it would be a shame if something really were to happen to her. Yeah, I could use some help. The big man nodded. Thanks. Tomsky got up and placed a $20 bill on the counter. Would love to help. Yep, but I, I gotta go. Business, you know? He picked up his keys and buttoned up his jacket, then adjusted his heavy black glasses. The two men nodded at him, and Tomsky walked out, never turning back. Just be careful of them trees. Gordon called after him, but Tomsky was already outside and probably did not hear him. Roger, too, placed a few bills on the counter, and a moment later, him and the large man headed outside. 
Once outside, the decision was made to each go in a different direction to search for the dog. They were to meet back at the diner 15 minutes or so later. Before setting off on foot, Roger went up to his truck to see if he had anything that a dog might find enticing. Along the way, he recalled that he had a bag of beef jerky in the back, which he retrieved, and so armed with the jerky, he walked away from the diner and followed along a path that went by the road. He decided that he could not go wrong searching for a dog with beef jerky. He kept his eyes open and made sure to check by the bushes. But Lady was nowhere to be found. With some trepidation, he approached the edge of the main road and looked it up and down, squinting, searching for a body at the side just in case Lady was hit. A dog like Lady would never wander on the road, but one had to be sure. Roger searched, working that area for something like 30 minutes before realizing that he had gone well over the time that they had agreed upon and he made up his mind to go back to the diner. He went back to his truck and along the way he noticed that Tomsky's car was still in the lot. Curiosity peaked, Roger went over to it and noticed that Tomsky himself was not inside. Roger looked up at the diner window where he saw Gordon sitting at the counter where he himself had sat earlier. It was clear that the man was eating something, but there was no Tomsky inside with him. An impulse came over Roger, and he turned towards the trees that Gordon had warned them all about. He chuckled slightly, considering it a little bit odd that in all the time he had been searching for Lady, he never thought to look over there. There were five large trees there, all poplars. He walked over slowly and called Lady a few times. The wind blew harder and made a hissing noise above him. He looked up, expecting to see the trees swaying in that wind, and noticed there was no movement whatsoever. Yet the hissing sound resumed and was getting stronger. Curious, Roger walked closer. A few steps in, he felt something crush under his boot. He stopped and crouched over the object. It was a pair of glasses. The frame was large and heavy like the ones Tomsky wore. The hissing above him intensified and grew loud, so loud it hurt Roger's ears. He placed both hands over them and pressed, trying to muffle the sound of it. He felt sick to his stomach, ready to vomit. Roger looked up, searching for an explanation, trying to spot the source of this awful sound. The trees towered above him, large and ominous. Roger felt his limbs grow stiff under that sound, and he wanted to leave, but his curiosity kept him at that spot, looking up at the trees, mesmerized by them. Suddenly, a long limb separated itself from one of the branches. It resembled a large spider leg, thin, sharp. Now that he was seeing this with his own eyes, he knew what to look for. And he saw that most of those branches had something very similar wrapped around them, and those long appendages started to unwind. A whooshing sound knocked Roger off his feet, and he fell to the ground. And it wasn't long at all before Roger's brain was unable to process the reality of the situation. In his last moments, he remembered and sighed, thinking about the apple pie 
with cheddar on top that he never got. Thank you for listening to In Them Trees, a crawlspace media production of a Pi Rational story from the in-between. Narrated for you by me, Rebecca Sebastian, and Lance Reen-Stierna. Music and mastering by David Williams. Written by Pi Rational Writer. Stories from the in-between is in the crawlspace media family and part of the Glassbox Media Network. To learn more, follow the links in the show notes. This is a Glassbox Media Podcast.